Dude, Lawrence, Europe is back. I'm excited. Champions League, Europa League, domestic leagues. Let's just kick it off. Talk about Champions League. I tell you what, it was uh, an interesting week, an exciting week, definitely. First of all, our Atletico Madrid team, the team we love so much, uh, apparently we were ready for Champions League, but they weren't. I mean, they just got steamrolled. Yeah, steamrolled by the Bayern Munich locomotive, who actually will be taking on locomotive next. Uh, the Bayern- locomotive breath. <laughs> You're so Tullian. What's your favorite Jethro Tull song? I'm so, I, dude, I, I don't know, man. Jethro Tull, there's certain things that, you know, I don't know. The locomotive, flute. I automatically think Jethro Tull. I always thought that Zamfir was the master of the flute, not exactly the whole Jethro Tull scene. But but the Bayern team that has been a locomotive steaming through European competitions got Atleti. Okay, look, we're in a transition phase here on some aspects of Atleti. Suarez in, Thomas Partey out, this kind of thing. But, 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 I didn't expect it to be that bad. We always talk about... You know, you're you're sometimes playing for second place in this group stage. Yeah, you're just playing not to be third, right? I guess that means playing for second place. But honestly, once Madrid's down two goals, they're just not the team that's going to come exploding out in the second half and score three. Like even with Suarez, it's it, that's just not the team. That's just not how they're built. Uh, I think Simeone just said, "All right, guys, pack it in. We'll try next week." But the team that really forgot to show up was Madrid and Zidane really needs to be worried because I don't know what this team's going to do they got shocked they got destroyed I mean yeah it was three to two but you know they got blown out of the water in the first half and like you know bring in Kareem Benzema to save the day I like Kareem Benzema I like Real Madrid but you know what Benzema is not the kind of guy who's going to come in and like turn around a three zip two zip you know game like one zero maybe right but like if he was that good, if he was Ronaldo good, when Ronaldo would carry them through bad performances, like the French national team would overlook their personal issues with him and he would be playing. Like he's a great player, but on a scale of one to 10, and the Messi's and the Ronaldo's are a nine, and even the Ibrahimovic's are nine, like he's a seven. All right. So Zidane needs to go out. They need to go get Mbappe. They need to go get somebody because this is not working. But speaking of Mbappe, what is working is. A really good matchup. Yes, PSG lost, I know, but I thought the Man U-PSG game was finally for once a big game that was billed as a big game, and it was exciting to watch. Yeah, you know, the other thing that I was looking at that was kind of the portending thing for the future, I guess, if that's a way to put it, is what will Liverpool be doing in this competition? I mean, getting by Ajax, and you know, that, that, that was solid um the road lightens up just a bit here ahead for him but you know liverpool man city that that, that's what i'm kind of seeing like where will they be toward the uh end of this group phase i feel like this the the ship has sailed for liverpool i feel like that this idea that you know these teams get good they get hot and then they have two or three years of dominance i don't think liverpool's going to get that i think we all overshot our expectations for liverpool look van dyke is out i know that i know that that's a big blow to them but honestly I felt like this team was kind of on the downslope over the last couple of weeks. You know, I'm just not impressed with Liverpool. I'm more impressed with Man City, the team that we thought was done for. Like, I feel like they have a little bit of fight left in them. But Liverpool, and, you know, we can talk about Premier League just real quick. I I just, Liverpool is not impressing me. I mean, at the beginning of the year, everybody you talk to, everybody, all the pundits, all the shows were like Liverpool, 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 Liverpool. Not really. 
right? Liverpool is like an Ohio State, right? They can be great. They can go on runs. They can be the most dominant team. But you know what? Every once in a while, Indiana's going to come and kick them in the teeth. And that's the thing about Liverpool is they had their spectacular season, but now it's gone. And I, I don't think they're going to be able to do it again. You know, look, you can only depend on this surprise of like, oh, Mo Salah and Mane and these guys, oh, they're so good. Like, yeah, well, guess what? In the Premier League, teams are smart enough to adjust, and they've adjusted to Liverpool. And so Liverpool isn't going to surprise anybody anymore. So, yeah, that's that's my Liverpool spiel for right now. Yeah, I, I hear you. Wrong. I, well, I, I hear you, but I still think that they're in a battle for one and two at the end of this thing. I, you know, Everton and Aston Villa, that, that's really, you know, cute. A handful of games into the campaign, <laughs> right? Like, but, but... Arsenal it really is coming on strong, whether people like it or not. Man City's record thus far in the Premier League is, I don't want to say deceiving, it's just not what it will be in the end. And Chelsea, you know, I would think there would be an uptick coming soon. It's it's just that Liverpool will have to be in that mix. I, I, I just don't see them not being in the battle for one or two in the Premier League. As the Champions League competitions roll on, you know, I, I, I kind of look forward to what's to come this coming Tuesday where we're talking about Real Madrid and not having Sergio Ramos. And, you know, we saw Gladbach and Inter uh, knotted up at a, in a game that ended uh, in a tie. But Gladbach and Real Madrid, that, that should be a really good indicator of where things are going for Real Madrid because Gladbach, you you do have to contain them. I mean, Marcus Turam and the way that they play, it, it's they're not Real Madrid is not going to be able to show up with such a lackluster defensive effort against Munchen Gladbach. You're right. They have to play better now. Hopefully, they're not going to be caught by surprise like they were with Shakhtar, and they'll be ready to play. But you know, uh, Gladbach has proven over and over again that they are a good team. I mean, last year before the pandemic. You know, they were doing a very good job in Bundesliga. So, I mean, they're a good competitive team. And, you know, Madrid has to has just has to do better across the board. Um, and, and I think that's true for Barcelona, too. I think that's true. You know, it's funny. You look at the domestic leagues and the same thing, you know, we're talking about Liverpool, the same thing we're talking about Chelsea. You can say the same thing about Madrid and Barcelona. You know, these teams are just not – they're not quite – locked in yet they're not quite the steamroller that we thought they would be so i mean we'll see i've also been interested in europa that's probably because i am a bigger fan of what are usually mediocre teams <laughs> like <laughs> the spurs but uh you know i'm excited for my spurs i thought they did they did well yesterday they blew that 3-0 lead uh over the weekend in the premier league but you know what i'm excited to see gareth bale uh, every the two appearances he's made, I've seen improvement. Um, he just has to get up to speed. But honestly, I think much like Hymas, I mean, look, these guys who came from La Liga back to or into the Premier League have proven that you know Spain and England are pretty equal when it comes to their domestic leagues. I know people don't want to say that. I know people think that the Premier League is the best league in Europe, but. There's a lot of talent in Spain, and these these guys are coming back, and I think you're going to see it with Bale. I think you've already seen it with Hymas. Like, these guys are going to come, and, and they're going to really make their mark, and uh, I'm excited to see what Tottenham does over the next two weeks. Yeah, I all think that's... that'll show a lot. 
Oh, that's very you know, good for Europe, the Premier League. It'll show a lot in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, and 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 yeah, yeah. look, you know, Spurs. When you talk back to the match against you know West Ham, I, you know, the, the, I didn't see any kind of comeback as possible because the lead they had grew was so strong. But that does show that like if they aren't committed to defense, then you're going to get that kind of turnaround from even even a team like West Ham, who, granted, is playing way better in the Premier League this season than they have in the past couple. Um, one more turn on uh, Champions League and looking at the coming Wednesday. Of course, Juventus Barcelona is where everybody's eyes will be. And, uh, you know, we'll leave that to, to others who are going to talk about that in volumes. Man United, RB Leipzig. That on Wednesday seems like something to really watch because Man United, while really kind of having folks in their Premier League campaign scratching their head, they did show up and, you know, they played solid, solid defense against PSG. And, and I I think that they can get some momentum here. I, re- I really do. And, and RB Leipzig while extremely well coached and very inventive in their tactics they they will face you know a, a stiff competition from the defensive side of things from man united who if you have to say anything that they're doing well it's that well the thing about man united is is i feel like they're always changing what their concentration is as soon as they kind of get uh, some kind of push of positivity like you know it was all about the premier league and then they've just laid eggs they've been terrible right so now they're in champions league they get a win against psg so now all energy goes to champions league and this is interesting even looking at like europe looking at europa the europa league it's like what is important to these teams because this idea that you can compete at full speed in every game is not happening right so it's like where is the importance at and i mean you can almost say the same thing for liverpool do you think liverpool is going to put all of their energy into the premier league are they going to put it into champions league you know it's a little harder with europe i mean you would think that the teams are more concerned about their domestic leagues i mean you kind of saw that that ac milan celtic game you know you're like you're seeing a lot of B team players come up and play because it's the group stage of Europa. Like if they get lucky and win a game or two, then okay, they're going to be vested in it. Even with Champions League, it's like these teams have to know. And you saw it with a team like Chelsea. It's like they start gearing up and getting more and more players. And you're like, what is Chelsea going to do with 68 forwards? Well, you know what? They got a lot of games to play. The only problem with teams like Chelsea is, is they don't have a good enough defense to play in one league nevertheless two leagues so uh, that's why i like the way european football works you have these two separate competitions going on and so you get to see kind of that's where managing comes in i mean look at this at this skill level a coach isn't like look it's not bobby cox with the atlanta braves right we're not trying to do there's nothing like really innovative in the gameplay itself right but it's how are you managing personnel to be able to handle two different competitions at the same time so you know that's where i think the brains of somebody like a jurgen klopp or a pep guardiola comes through but it'll be interesting to see what their concentration is on is it champions league is it the domestic league and and i think we're going to see that over the next month like where are teams you know where what what basket are teams putting their eggs in? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Man United will be playing one of the best of the Bundesliga in Timo Werner with Chelsea on Saturday before they take on 
RB Leipzig uh, and Champions League action. It's it's a very good point you're making. Some of these clubs are going to have to choose domestic league or Champions League at some point because in one case or the other, they're very different results. Now, there's a league where it's tight. There's a lot going on, and we always follow it, and I, I do think that it's time. Woo! It's time for that football damn south! Football in Inglace and the wide array of action that we're seeing in Liga MX right now. We'll talk a little bit about even the Expansion because this is our opportunity to talk the best of Mexican football. And in this case for us, we've been watching all kinds of matches this past week that kind of let you know that Lyon really are the kings of Lyon and the kings right now of Liga MX. The way they took down America was very convincing, though. It was. I mean, look, you look at the score sheet, it's just three to two. But honestly, you saw a great performance. Uh, you know, they, they were down, right? And they came back. Uh, Montez with the goal in the 52nd minute really put them ahead. And they were able to hold America, who desperately needed this draw, at least a draw. So... I'm very impressed with Leon. I mean, they are finally, it only took, you know, the entire season for somebody to finally step up and be like, we are the best team. We are the head of the table. And so here you go. You have Leon. Now, what's interesting is, is we're about to go into that little league. And just because you're the first seed and we saw it, we saw it last time. We see it all the time. Just because you're the top seed doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make it to the finals. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out in the Little League as the table kind of, you know, that last-minute jockeying to see who goes where. The top four teams, of course, are going to get that first-round bye. And America's on the outside looking in. Like, they they may have to do the play-in game, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, and they're going to end up playing a team like Puebla or Nacaxa, even you know the Toluca train. Like these teams are pretty dangerous. They can still get something done. And Lawrence, our 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 little friend, the team we we love, the team we watch, the team we've followed, like it's our our own children. Did you watch the Mazalan game? No, because yeah. I was so excited. I mean, just to see the win. Maybe you know we liked. We liked that the coach, I hated to see him go. I hated the coaching change just because I, I really liked how Mazalan just, I liked the feeling that they had when they started out. But you know what? Maybe I was wrong. The coaching change maybe is what they needed because they played really well. And, and by the way, that it was also, it was everything I love about Mexican soccer. It was a quality game. There was fast pace. Uh, you really couldn't just look at the two teams and say, I know this team's going to win. It was definitely back and forth. And then there was very confusing calls at the end. I, you know, there was, uh, uh, you know, Juarez, like, continues to play after a whistle is blown, uh, but they don't actually stop the game, and Juarez scores the goal, and Ooh, it just yeah. mass confusion. You know, it was, uh, but, you know, I, I, I kind of like just, it's part of the intrigue, right? This is all entertainment. This is all theater. And uh, well, in the things. end, the best team won the game. But yeah. yeah, I was excited to see Mazelon pull it out. Well, there were people there. I mean, and that was inside yes. the Kraken. There and that were, helped. And it did help. I mean, with the way that they blasted off and, and uh, the way that, you know, Huerta was working it to, to what was the ability to set up that goal. Alderocha played very well in that game. I don't know if the season will turn into what the title of the Hugh Grant movie, All About a Boy or About a Boy. What was the movie called? 
about a boy, uh, but you know, El Senor Boy is really <laughs> taking care of you know things early on, and 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 the long sleeve guayabera, a very nice look. Uh, I I think it's that very kind of like, yeah, I like the. It's kind of it's kind of like sleepwear. It's a little like sleepwear. It kind of has that feel. It, it, it did have a, a very it, good night feel. He looked but, comfortable, and and that's important. <laughs> he looked very comfortable because after yes, the match, is always key. In the interview room, Gabe the cowboy had like an Erica Strata cut going with the open chest. I, it was the, what's <laughs> going on here. Anyway, um, I love it. Nakaxa taking down Tijuana, helping their cause uh, quite a bit. But but I, I shouldn't forget, you were talking about the goal where they didn't stop. That was scary stuff with a ball going, I, I would assume, off of the defender's temple, and he face plants, and like no one really was acknowledging that because his teammates were looking, and they stopped playing. In the end, it only cost one goal, right? And they had been up three, so they still won the match. Uh, but... But that that Mazatlan game that 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 yes that was a lot of fun and I, I thought it was fun to see Monterey take care of Puebla. Puebla is one of those teams that are really on that like are we in the little league or not? Nacax is making a case for this or not? But I, I thought it was nice to see Monterey play in a convincing fashion and Rogelio Funes More definitely in on the act and it it, it seemed like a more well tuned and finely tuned Monterey team finally. Yeah, I mean that's that is correct. They they finally seem like that maybe they they got scared enough to to finally play a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, it's really exciting from ten to ten to sixteen, right? From Toluca down to Masalan. I mean, you're looking at a win here or or a dumb loss here, and this table could be switched around. Teams like Masalan and Atlas still have a have a shot of making the playoffs, right? And, and, you know, teams like Santos could easily have two poor performances and be out of the top 12. So even though the playoffs have been expanded from 8 to 12 teams, I, still, I, I, I feel like that it it's still means something. The regular season still means something. And the playoffs, of course, will mean something. And, and this is why we love this sport so much in Mexico is because of the way it's set up. It's the best of both worlds. You have a regular season that means something, and you have a playoff that means something. And in the end, you walk away and you feel like the best team is the champion. Yeah, I don't want to forget the uh, Cruz Azul-Tigres match because th that was really good, except for Cruz Azul you're not having the best night from Jonathan Rodriguez. Things happen sometimes. I mean, sometimes the, the penalty shot does not go on goal, and 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 that's the case there. But but Tigris were in an attacking mode that was conservative enough to not get caught badly on the counter, but also aggressive enough to eventually get Gignac the goal that put them up two to nothing. But they 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 really did execute. And and we're aided by Cruz Azul mistakes here and there. And, you know, I, I, I was just impressed to see that Tigris didn't take any more steps back in the way that they had dipped in the beginning part of the season. And as we look ahead to what is ahead, uh, you know, the games to kind of keep our eye on this weekend. And, you know, you, you mentioned Atlas, I you know, uh, at America on Saturday. It, it's kind of like do or die time for Atlas here. But America also cannot afford any slips up slip ups at this point and then Mazatlan hosting Monterey now that's primetime action we'll be all over that <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, definitely. You're right. It's almost like it's a plan to the plan to the plan of the playoffs. But we have these teams that should be in the playoffs, America and Monterey, and we have these teams on the outside looking in, Adelis and Mazalan. What's going to happen? I feel like that there's definitely an upset there. There may be two upsets there. You know, if I look at the if I look at the Saturday night docket, right? I got Tigres and Juarez. Now, Tigres, as you said, have they are now dominating. They are on a streak, and and they're going to crush Juarez like that. That is where you should be at this point in the season. You should be hitting on all cylinders like Tigres, like Leon. But then you have teams like America and Monterey that. You know, now they're kind of just meddling in the, you know, towards the end of the season. Are they, do they have senioritis? Like, what's going on? I have no idea what's going on. So I feel like of those two games, there's going to be an upset. So, you know, you can go, you'll be switching back and forth. I'll be switching back and forth, watching both games to see what happens. I feel like either America or Monterey will go down this weekend. And that will give the ability for a team like Atlas or, Mon- or Mazalan to make the playoffs. So, Saturday night action is going to be exciting. Of course, there's also Querétaro and Nicaxa, uh, two teams that have also kind of turned it around in my mind. Querétaro in the long in the long game because I mean they were almost not a team this season, and mm-hmm. and they've they've had they've shown some class, they've shown some quality play here and there, and so again, an exciting Saturday, and then on Sunday, Cruz Azul, Guadalajara, uh, dude. Chivas, it, I feel like I I wish we should we should just record uh, our bit on Chivas and play it back every week because it's the same thing. It's like, well, what are they? Are they ready? Are they back? Are they not? Well, are yeah, they we need two things. Or are we they? Need, you know, yeah, we need one. Like, oh my gosh, look <laughs> at Antuna, look at JJ Macias. This is unbelievable. What this team can be. That is so much talent on the. F- and then there's the other one, like, what, what's going on here? Why, why Are you ready to show up for this week? You're right. We should have the one or the other. And, and, and Guadalajara riding some, you know, momentum, let's say, coming into this match against Cruz Azul. Um, you know, they, they have not lost in the last three matches. One was a draw. Cruz Azul, it's time to get off the schneid here. And that's two straight losses and a draw before that. And... You know, I, I, this this is fireworks waiting to happen, and and I keep every every time we tape, I'm like, you know, wow, Vucetich, I can see it coming into focus, what he's trying to get, and then it goes backwards a little bit. But th- this is where I think this Sunday late afternoon matchup, uh, 4:30 on the West Coast, uh, is where I'm really going to have my coast. attention. The, yeah, well, it's, it's because after that, Santos Atletico San Luis is like, well, you know, I'll, well, probably Sunday night other football on but but Guadalajara Cruz Azul as the uh, appetizer uh, is, is really really nice it, it is it is and it folds into Monday action and you're right, right Lawrence it's it's you know especially as guys who live in the United States which football are you going to be watching Sunday night probably going to be watching NFL because yeah I can't get too excited about Atletico San Luis at this point but Monday night Pachuca Pumas yeah, that's the game I'm on. That's Monday Night Football in this house because I I still think Pachuca is such an interesting team. I still think that they are the team that can make a run if they can get a decent spot in the playoffs. And Pumas, look, man, they're just hanging around. They're just a quality team with good players, and I just feel like they're just waiting to like to to hit the switch, right? It's 
I, I never feel like even when they're not winning or they're not getting three points, when they're getting draws, I still feel like that it's like all part of the grand plan. They don't seem to be panicked. When you watch Guadalajara play, it's like 11 guys just drop from space and they're like, oh my God, what are we doing? Okay, are we, oh, oh we're playing soccer. Okay, here we go. <laughs> but with I feel a sense of confidence with Pumas that even when they're not at the top of the table, they're just like, well, we, it's because we don't want to be. <laughs> I don't know why. I just feel that with Pumas. So that'll be an interesting match too. We're getting to the end of the regular season and and these matchups – you know, and this is what we like about this league is, is there's so much parity that it's like, okay, Atletico San Luis, mm, just this is just not their season. They they did okay in the beginning, but this is just not their season. And and yeah, the Kings of Leon, they are starting to get a little breathing room between them and second place. But honestly, other than that, second place all the way down to the table, I really don't feel like that there are guaranteed wins and losses. So it's going to be an exciting final stretch. Yeah, I, I'm going to be rolling on the Santos. Atletico San Luis match because uh, Sunday night American football is Seahawks Picture and me Cardinals. I, I I just you know with Russ and Junior Russ in the game, Kyler Murray. I I, I, I uh, will will probably be caught up in the Seahawks five and zero this year. Not 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 a not a ah uh, the Cardinals. Uh, uh, yeah okay yeah Cardinals are looking pretty good, man. Kenyon Drake baby roll tide. I hear with that. that man, it's they, they they played they played well this week. Um, well, but, okay, Monday night football yeah, I mean, on they, the theme of our program, Pachuca and Pumas. Yes, Monday night. Pachuca, they keep grinding. What's the man. NFL game that night on the Monday night? Um, it was the Bears yeah, was the and Monday the Rams or something. Game. We have to look that up. <laughs> That's trash. Definitely watching Pachuca play. I mean, I, I don't. Even if my beloved Falcons were playing, I just... I, I, if your I, beloved Falcons were playing, watch. you'd watch anything else, trust me. Um, there, there are so many... <laughs> op- <laughs> oh, yeah, Bears-Rams. Bears-Rams. Uh, Jesus. I'd rather watch... Uh, I'd rather watch the... Uh, what is it? The uh, Ecuadorian... Uh, Ooh, getting the dirty, dirty, watching gold. the yeah, on the the Fubo, get it going. It, I, I I know it's and, and okay. So let, let let's talk for a second here about <laughs> how we've been starting to watch Expansion, and uh, you oh know, yeah, we're getting excited about some opportunities to power things and uh, get involved with some English language coverage of Atlante and. I have to say this is as I watch that league right now I mean the the ones that are the traditional players are you know they're at the bottom of the pack in some ways the grasshoppers are not having the best season in Oaxaca but uh I I've I've enjoyed seeing you know what the expansion represents to teams that will eventually be in contention for uh, promotion as others are potentially relegated from Liga MX into the expansion. And it's going to be fun to see a healthy league there, Bo. And and, and kind of like looking at what's going on and enjoying some of those matches as they are airing on 2DNA or or checking out the... uh, Claro Sports. The Claro. Yeah, dude. It, it's clear, dude. Claro I'm, KC. I'm seeing it. And and the thing is, the opportunity to eventually move up into League MX is an exciting prospect for many solid clubs that are playing in the Expansion. So we've been paying a little bit of attention to that and, and will be oh, yeah. much more as we move forward. But but the Expansion, the Expansion definitely stands on its own, though. For exciting soccer, for exciting football, I mean, look, I get stuck in these ruts where I want to see a game. You know, I try to watch the Argentinian soccer. I try to watch the other South American soccer 
because you know it's not on at seven o'clock in the morning you know I can, you know so on on you know middle of the week you want to watch something entertaining i'm really excited about the expansion and that's right a little log rolling right here uh you know we're actually partnering multimedia partners uh with our friends at uh, Atlante, and we're excited about it because it's going to be an ability for us to also help tell these stories so we can get you excited about what's going on in Expansion. First of all, this is where these young players are coming through. You're going to get to see that next that that those next players, that next level of talent, and and you know this is far and above uh, most leagues in not only Latin America, but here in the United States. I mean, you have the MLS. Uh, we definitely think Liga MX is better than MLS, but you know what? Expansion is right there. And what's great is, is, you know, Lawrence, you talk about relegation and you talk about promotion, but honestly, Liga MX, I feel like is going to expand, right? They're gonna start adding teams. So this is a great way to see not only the young talent that will be coming to Liga MX very soon, you're also going to see some of the teams that I also believe will be coming to Liga MX very soon. And, and if you want to get kind of into the mood, uh, you know, if you haven't watched, and it's a couple of years old now, but the, the Maradona mm -hmm. in Mexico, mm -hmm. if you haven't watched that, you kind of see there's a grit. There's a grit to Expansion. I mean, it used to be called Ascenso. So it was like, you know, and now it's, now it's Expansion. Same thing, right? And, and to think of it like minor league baseball, no. Think of it more like college football, right? And, and that's what we have found exciting about this. You know, our team, Atalante, you know, we see him as kind of like a Notre Dame because this team has so much history. You know, they're in Mexico City, right? They're in the major market. They're playing in a great stadium, right? And they have, you know, a century of history behind them. And some of these other teams are in that same boat. They have a lot of history, right? They have a fan base. So don't look at this as like minor league baseball, right? Look mm -hmm. at this as like college football. You are seeing the stars before they become stars on an international level. Because a lot of these guys might not go to Liga MX. They may go to Europe. Right. So it's 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 a fun league to watch. We've really been getting into it. And, and and please, all of our listeners, stay tuned again. Multimedia partners with our friends at Atalante. We're excited to kind of roll out this 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 whole new league, really, to an English language audience. Extremely well put. And Atalante, uh, what you say a, a legendary club and a magnificent legendary facility that they're playing in the stadium back in Mexico City, playing at the home of what was Atalante for a very long time and also Cruz Azul. So this coming Thursday, they will be uh, facing Dorados, which was the team, as you mentioned, in the Maradona in Mexico yes. Netflix series that uh, was the team he was ahead of. And I mean, the, the stories there are amazing. And it kind of got me, you know, a little salty about the Atletico San Luis fan base who was giving Maradona a pretty nasty time. <laughs> but like you do, you do feel the grit, you feel the passion, you feel it in the moment and uh, all, all good things as we look forward to what's to come. You, you'll hear a ton about this. Don't, don't worry. We won't stop talking about it. I promise you. Um, we'll continue to talk about all of what we talk about in the world of Mexican soccer, and it's really good stuff. And the next several weeks will unlock a lot as we head toward the playoffs phase of things. With Bo Byerly, I'm Lawrence Scott. Thank you so much. There you listening. go.